a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Do you ever see an average man with a beautiful, high-quality woman and wonder, what does he have that she sees in him? And it often surprises men when they hear about what really attracts women to men. Here's the thing, like many men have been raised with this kind of false belief that they should always appear detached, strong, cool, unemotional, or risk being known as weak. And conversely, many nice guys, and I see this happen too, who often get put in the friend zone, think that, well, women just want assholes or they like assholes and give up and saying, well, I'm not going to be one of those guys. But the truth is, that women love nice guys. They really do, who are able to deeply connect on an emotional level and give them a sense of feeling seen. But there has to be some other qualities mixed in with that that give women a sense of security, safety, and presence. There was a guy I was working with who fell into the friend zone, um, and he didn't have a lot of dating experience growing up. He got married pretty much for the first woman that liked him. They stayed married for over 10 years and then divorced only to find himself thrusted yet again into the dating world later in life. And guess what? He was still stuck in the friend zone, right? Like things hadn't changed much in ways of how he dated because he really never dated. And the reality was, is that he was the quintessential nice guy, right? Who didn't really go after the women he liked and let the women lead in most of the dating situations as he had this limiting belief that he should just date women who liked him. And he wore, you know, like very conservative clothes. He even had a stylist before working with me, but it was very um, safe. I will say that in the way of his style. He worked in tech, so his first impressions were a bit conservative, dry, and, well, boring. And his analytical brain and tendency to overthink things made dates methodical and feeling like an interview. And he just, he made himself too available. And he appeared a little anxious, right, to follow up with every woman he met. So the first thing we needed to do was fix his marketing of himself. And while he had some good clothes, I had to put some more edge in it, right, with some sexier pictures of himself. He had to practice the art of flirting and creating more playfulness and sexual tension in his interactions with women. And he worked on his self-confidence overall, and that helped him lead with more spontaneity, humor, charisma, and really, at the end of the day, it was more of an abundance mindset. By the end of his coaching cycle with me, he was dating up a storm. He was approaching women everywhere. He couldn't believe like some of the quality women he was even approaching. And he did it with confidence and leadership that he never had done before. And even like women started finding him more attractive. So he no longer had that scarcity mindset, but more of an abundance one as he realized his value and worth. Masculine energy is directional energy. And we women, we love that. I'll just say that. And with me today, a great friend and cohort who is going to help me talk more about the most important things that women will always be attracted to so that you'll save time, money, and frustration and headaches to try to deeply engage 
that woman that you're trying to attract on more of an emotional level. And women, you'll want to listen to this too, because you're going to hear the type of man that is also right for you. So as an owner of Trip Advice, and along with the help of his team, he's helped thousands of men around the world excel in their love lives by showing them how to develop confidence with tested and proven techniques to make women curious and attracted. He's helped even the most awkward, shyest, and introverted men evolve to their most badass selves. Welcome, Trip Kramer. Well, thanks for having me, Kim. Oh, well, you're welcome. Finally, we do this. I know. We've been... <laughs> it's so funny because you and I have known each other for a very long time, and it's been fun even to see uh, you and I evolve, right? Like in the way that we help people and that kind of thing. But um, I mean, I didn't do your bio justice. So I mean, you go ahead and introduce yourself because I, I don't remember really your personal journey in getting here, to be honest. I was thinking about that. Yeah, totally. No, I can share that with you. I just want to say this, first of all. So excited to be on your podcast because we're friends too. And it's fun to just chat with a friend as much as it's also business. And I'm just so happy to be here. So thank you for having me. And um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that it just not only is it cool to see each other evolve, but it's really cool that you're still in the industry. And I'm still in the industry. And there's something, I don't know, to me, I don't know what it is. Like, there's something comforting about that. Like, I, yeah. I don't ever like to, even though I don't, people might think like, oh, but who cares? It's your competition. Wouldn't you want them? It's like, not really. Like, I kind of want everyone to be doing this and sticking with it. It's kind of makes me sad. It was like, oh, you stopped? Like, where did you go? So it's <laughs> cool to see you not just continue, but flourish in what you're doing and this podcast is awesome, and I'm so happy to be here. So just wanted to say that. Oh, thank you. No, and it's kind of like meta to what we're talking about, just on an emotional level, like being such good friends and supporting each other along the way. You know, it does take a village, you know, and I, I never see it as static. You know, I think that we all come from that place of abundance, like we were saying, and yeah. in ways of like how we even help people. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, yeah, I've been helping people since 2011. So that's when I officially called myself a coach. So I've been doing it for 11 years now. And how I got started in it is basically I'm the person who I, well, the person who I was is the person that I help today. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and my team helps today. So I was a uh, nice Jewish boy from Chicago. You still are, by the way. Just I guess just I still am. A, I am still <laughs> a nice Jewish boy from Chicago. Uh, I'm just saying that because uh, for all of all of uh, you guys listening, Kim's also from Chicago. We met in LA, funny enough. So that was just that connection that we had. But anyway, right. um, I was the typical nice guy, didn't know how to flirt with women, build tension with women, got in the friend zone more times than I'd love to admit in my whole life up until about 23, 24 years old and just didn't understand how women thought and how to understand what it means to be in, in a, an abundant mindset and how to look at myself as a guy who has value and self-esteem. And so all this caused a lot of dating problems for me. And then in my early 20s, I started to figure out how to solve those issues and become a guy that that can actually date women that I wanted to date 
and find relationships that I wanted to find and not settle because previous to that, I was in a lot of crappy relationships and just bad dating experiences. And so solving that issue on my own, it took me a few years to do. I just got really obsessed with the idea of helping other guys do the same thing. So I work primarily with men because that's just you know, who I, that's who I was in terms of like what the problem was. And I feel like, well, I could solve that for men because I feel like I solved it. And I had that confidence behind, well, if I can solve it, because I put a lot of work into it, I'm sure I can help other guys solve it. So that's when I started Trip Advice. And that was, yeah, 2011. And ever since then, I've been just putting out a lot of content online to promote trip advice and our coaching program that helps men. So I've got a YouTube channel and a podcast of my own, as well as, you know, just videos on TikTok and Instagram and, and all over. And so a lot of people find me that way, as well as being guests on, on podcasts like this and give dating advice to guys and then, you know, get them to the point where they have girlfriends, they're losing their virginity. If that's an issue with them, they're becoming more confident and we have a whole team of coaches that help guys get to that point. So I've boiled it down to my own formulas and techniques. So it's easy for guys to learn and have a dating life where they can be proud. And then, and then ultimately with that, and I'm sure you've seen this, Kim, is that like w- w- something magical happens when a guy solves dating, right? Uh, that, so true. Yes. What have you found? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then the thing, and maybe you can share a little bit about your journey and then how you help guys with this, but you know, when you see that, that thing happen where it clicks, you know, like that aha moment where they realize it, and it, and really to me, it's, this is the empowerment where they not focus on the woman anymore, but they really start focusing on them because so many times, at least a lot of the guys that I work with, they're, they're worried, they're worried so much of how they're coming across saying the right thing. They're in their head, they're overanalyzing. They, they're trying to like, you know, please her or, or, or do something else outside themselves. But when they authentically start like looking at themselves and coming from a place of self-worth and it clicks and they start dating up a storm and, and you see their sexy confidence rise. Like there's nothing like it. And especially when they got a, like a a dressing room and they walk a little taller and you and I even did a little bit of that. Remember that? Yeah, of course. I, I remember that day (laughs) so well. I, I think I, I grew out of some of those clothes or just, you know, they got was old. A while so like, ago. Yeah. It was a while ago. So I don't have those anymore. That's probably like eight years ago. But I remember every single item. I could paint a picture of every single item that we purchased because, well, first of all, that was the first time I ever spent real money on myself in the clothing department. I totally remember that. Like, you know, yeah. now it would it would be like, oh, yeah, you spend $100 on a button down, like no big deal. That's totally. what a nice button down costs. But like to me, spending $100 on a Hugo Boss button down that we that you helped me find, that was like, whoa. But it was in that, in that moment I realized, you helped me realize that this, this is what nice clothes cost. And there's a reason for that. First of all, it looked good. It fit good. And it felt really good, like a quality of material. And then the same thing with the shoes that we got and the sport coat that I got. It was like it was an amazing day. Um, I I send all of as many of my clients as I can to you to help with <laughs> with their fashion. I think I do a good job, but not compared to you. And it is such an amazing experience when you can get, dress yourself properly and just look 
awesome and you feel awesome. And something I was going to say earlier too is what happens is when you start to feel awesome with women yeah. and you and you look good because you put yourself in new clothes, this confidence spreads like wildfire mm. throughout all the different areas of your life, right? So you oh, become yeah. more confident. I found this with myself personally. So I had this, my clients have this. You just do better at work. You can get promotions and raises at work because you're just feeling better. Or maybe you decide to quit and get a job that you feel that's more suited for you because you just start to you start to build self-esteem. And I read this in a great book called The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, the definition of self-esteem mm. that this guy Nathaniel Brandon says is someone who feels they deserve happiness. Like that's what self-esteem is. And that's so powerful because it's like, if you build, let's say a lot of guys will, you know, come into this whole idea of, oh, I want to get better with women in dating. And they build confidence and self-esteem through that. Well, then it's like, well, they like themselves. So they want to be happy in all the different areas. This is why self-esteem is so cool because then you want to fix everything. You want to work out more. You want to be healthy. You want to work on the way you dress. You want to uh, work on your career. You want to work on the relationships with your friends and your family. And you decide, you know what? I don't want to live here anymore. I can live in a new city that I actually really enjoy, or I can find a job that's going to allow me to live the kind of lifestyle I want to live. It's amazing what can happen. And for any women listening out there, this is just the path for men because just as men, I don't know, I can't really explain it. It's probably just biological and, and just how we're wired. It's like we we want to be with a woman that we're attracted to. We want to be, we, we have desire for women. Like that's such a strong desire inside of us that that tends to be, generally speaking, one of the first things that we're trying to solve instead of maybe like all the other areas. And so then it leads down this amazing path if you do end up solving that. So it's kind of cool. No, it's so true. And I like, and going back to that point where, you know, you decided to work on your style or you decided to not become like the quintessential nice guy and get out of the friends or like, what were some of the challenges would you say that a lot of guys have with, you know, getting over that or even starting to change that mindset? of themselves and even like the guys that you work with. Well, it, it's the, the problem is, is self-esteem can't and confidence can't really be built by just thinking your way into it. It can help. There's definitely some exercises, right? you know, I mean, and I do give some exercises that help guys kind of look at themselves a little bit differently. But then again, you know, what if you're talking to a guy who just like doesn't have anything going for him? Like there's nothing positive he can really say about himself. What do you do? You have to take some sort of action and complete some sort of goal. And one of the ways to build self-esteem is by keeping the promises that you make to yourself. So mm -hmm. for example, let's say what day is it? Today's Monday, right? So let's say I go, you know what? This week I'm going to work out, you know, two times for 15 minutes each. Okay. It's not a huge goal. It's something small, but Kim, yes or no. If I just, if I accomplish those two things, am I going to feel more positive about myself, neutral or less positive? Yeah. More positive. And I love right. that you're saying that it's like those smaller tangible things that can build your confidence in a bigger way later on. Exactly. So it's a snowball effect. Right. So you know, a lot of people, men and women included, put a lot of pressure on themselves to maybe I don't know, have big goals or do big things, accomplish big things. 
and then they make it so big that they don't do it. And then what happens is they feel worse than when before they started. And totally. I was like, whoa, that's that that was not the goal here. <laughs> so one of the things that I have guys do, and of course, you know, I'm a dating coach, so we do focus more in the dating realm than maybe working out or something like that. Um, but we give them small tasks to accomplish for usually around the idea of talking to women in person, saying hello to a stranger, going to a party, uh, finding an event to go to, just little things they can do socially. And as long as we hold them accountable in the proper ways and they do those things, we start the process of building confidence and self-esteem. So, I, and I try, so the mindset I try to give them is I teach them not to attach their confidence and their worth to the outcome or the, we'll say more specifically, maybe a reaction to a woman that they might get and focus more on what they can accomplish. So we yes. want self-esteem. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad you're excited. We want self-esteem to be in our control, not not um, based on on what may happen outside of us. So that's the, that's the starting point that we help guys with. Oh my God, you're so speaking my language. Of course. And and the thing is, but coming at it the way you're saying it, and I love what you said in the beginning, is you can't think your way to higher self-esteem, right? You gotta, you gotta do it, you know, yeah, and, and yep, have evidence that backs that up. And and that's what I think is so brilliant. Cause I do want to talk about, and this is more specific, I guess, with men, because women have this too, by the way, and but sometimes it manifests itself different. Are there certain Mm, I guess, mindsets that men have in particular that trip them up because like the thinking thing I so see in men, like they over, they, they will overthink a lot. A lot. About, yeah. It, are, what are some other things that like trip them up? Well, they, so they don't want to get rejected and that's yeah. their biggest fear. Yep. You know, basically I always say, if there was like a pill that could get rid of the fear of rejection completely, I don't think you and I would have a job because, right. <laughs> right. because a lot of the things that we teach, it's not rocket science. It's, right. but it, it, it can be really hard to do under pressure and it can be really hard to do with low self-esteem. And it can be really hard to do when you don't have a skill set around uh, socializing or, or, or with people. So it just makes everything 10 times harder. So it's kind of like, working with guys and doing two things at once. So it's like, okay, we need to build a little bit of a skill set to talk and to flirt and to dress well and to communicate and be direct and be have masculine qualities, but at the same time, do it without fear. <laughs> so it's like, it can be quite the challenge. Um, so I forgot what your question was. Oh yeah, no. well, what did they get tripped up over? Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, it's basically it's it's that it's that fear, fear of rejection. rejection. That's it. Yeah. You know that's that's what most guys are concerned with, and so we have to get them out of that. And you know what's so fascinating is that, well, and again, I do think men and women are different, but when when you ask women the same question their number one fear is rejection as well. And so people are always surprised to know that, you know, like, like guys will say, wait, you coach women? Like, what do you, you all have to worry about? We have to approach you, you know? And it's like, we all have these insecurities yet. I think it's just, again, it manifests itself a little bit different. I just came off of doing my dating retreat and it, it was co-ed and it was amazing. Like as they were sharing their insecurities and fears and all that, they're like, wait, you have those two? Wait, you have those two? And, you know, so I think, 
again, like we worry so much what other people think and feel rather than going after what we want. And that's why yep. I love that you're empowering, you know, these men to, to do that in very like small, tangible ways. Yeah. I mean, listen, I feel like a lot of men have the world on their shoulders because yeah, that's another big thing. Yeah. They have a lot. They, they, how do I say this? They can't just exist and be attractive to women. You know, a guy, a guy is not going to be attractive to a woman just because he's a guy. He has to bring some sort of value. You can't just be a guy who just sits in his parents' basement or, you know, doesn't have much of a purpose or makes a low salary, doesn't fix himself and look good and shave properly and dress well and just be, and then women are going to like them. He probably will attract zero women. And so he has to create so much value in order to get to the point where he does have more opportunities and more options. And so we have to build that from scratch. And that can be a lot for men. And also it can be triggering to tell that to a guy. Some men know that not other men know that, you know, some men think, well, she should just like me for me. And unfortunately she's just not going to like you for you. There has to be other things that come with it. And some guys can't handle that. And they say F it. And they're just like, I'm not, then I'm not going to date. And they're not, there's some guys are just not interested. Those are not the guys that come to us for help. Um, but it, it can it can be a, a hard-hitting reality for men of what it really takes to attract women. And I think that's also why our jobs exist, because there's a lot that needs to be done. Oh my, I love that you just extracted that with men in particular, like feeling the weight is all on you. And if you're a woman listening to this, like you got to really hear that. Like, I think there's so much pressure with men and it is different than than a woman. And I don't think women like realize that, like all that that stuff that you feel and the weight of it. Would you say to like, are there certain qualities also that you teach your men to be that is attractive to a woman? Like, do you break it down in certain ways? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the general stuff like confidence and Mm self-esteem, which we talked about. It is a person who's going to be leading, right? So a really attractive masculine trait that women really like is when a guy is a leader. Oh, I love that. Right. (laughs) I just have to interject as a woman. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Taking the lead and, um, and, and, you know, women also like a a man of status. That's really, that's a lot. That takes longer to get to. That's not really a quick fix, Mm. you know, um, building your, your status. Sometimes, sometimes. Are you talking about financial status or just Um, social status or? status more general, but fine. Yes, there's financial status, but we'll just say that the finances is kind of also part of it. So for example, like, well, I'll just say this and you'll, I'm sure you'll have an easy answer. Just name any man of status. Oh gosh. Well, literally any man of status. George Clooney. There you go. Yeah. Any celebrity, any celebrity, any public figure, influencer, you know, um, so women are very attracted to status and we help guys a little bit with that. Again, that, that takes a little bit longer, but, um, we also teach guys 
how to communicate to women in a way that makes them say, oh, okay, this guy can be a, a guy that I could be attracted to, or like in scientific terms, like this guy could be a potential mate, right? And so we take away some of those nice guy tendencies and we have, and we teach guys how to, we teach them how to build tension within a conversation, which is just terminology for like, we teach them how to flirt yes, and not just be your typical nice guy because nice guys are very boring and that doesn't excite a woman. So some tension needs to be there. What's interesting is there's different levels of like uh, attraction basically. And so like the top level is status. So mm-hmm. if you have status, let's say you are, uh, George Clooney's not a good example because he's obviously a very charismatic guy. Right, right. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have an example here, but just imagine someone who has status, but you know, in person, maybe they're a little bit awkward, a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. They have a little bit more room for error with that. So even if they're like not the most social person or seemingly the most confident person, a woman is still going to be attracted to that person because they have status. And it's not superficial. That's just the way it is, right? So if you don't have status, which is your average dude, right? Like Mm -hmm. I was just an average dude. I wasn't anyone special. So I had to learn how to be more charismatic, be more flirtatious, build more tension. And, and then have those masculine qualities of, of leadership and, um, and, and also have confidence, right? It's like, those are the things that like I had to build and we teach guys that they have to build to be able to get more attention from women. Yeah, I, it is so valuable what you're sharing and, you know, and for the women, like, I think how that translates, whether you're a man or a woman listening to this this is super important is that the status is part of what makes us feel safe too. The leadership and all of those things are so important for us to feel secure with you because like, let's face it, there's so many like strong women right now and who have high status as well. Yet at the same time, women still want to be protected. We we want to be cherished in love. We still want to have that feeling of protection and security, right? Like, no matter how old you are, it, it's kind of like, primal, right? And when when you have some of those things that you're talking about, it's it's not just about the money. It's not just about like looking a certain way. Um, there are guys who are very average looking, you know, who don't even make a ton of money, but somehow they have that sense of status and leadership that that is so attractive to us. And as powerful women, like we'll give you a, more of a chance even if you don't make zillions of dollars, like it's not what that's not the value. So I think that's an important distinction. Yeah, totally. It just gets a little complicated because with the feminist movement and this third wave wave feminism, yeah. men are also hearing, oh, we don't need a man. Oh, totally. So if, if we hear that, it confuses us, right? I mean, it yep. doesn't confuse me. I understand what they mean when they say that. Um, yeah, that's true. They don't need men to survive, but I don't know. It gets a little confusing because I also think there's something else there. Like they literally are saying, not only do we not need a man to survive anymore because they have way more uh, free uh, equality, but it also seems like, oh, so you're cool with just like not being with men. Like you just don't want to be with us at all. Right. It just it 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 really 
there's a lot of mixed signals here and I'm trying to do my best. I'm sure you are too, to kind of clear some of those up. So guys aren't so confused on that. Honestly, this could be like a whole other podcast, right? Like, it, because it is I know. such a big thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess to put a button on it also with, with the realization, there's so much more to it is like, even from the standpoint of approachability, I always say like men and women both have a responsibility and approachability. But like women are getting mad that the men aren't approaching anymore. And where's all the alpha energy yet men are finding that women are shutting it down. Right. And, and now like we're at a standstill, we're at a standstill. So no one's approaching anybody, (laughs) you know, and, and it starts from, from the beginning of the story and it's carrying through to your point. And I think we're just in a state of recalibration with it all. You know, it's a pendulum I so. effect. I hope that we can come somewhere in the middle because at the end of the day, even those women who claim to be, you know, not wanting that it deep down, they still want it. They still want a partnership and a loving relationship. So it's like, how do we get there? And um, yeah, but um, going back to the qualities, like I think it's still, is true. Like when a a man values himself, I think like just kind of generalize it like that. That's when we value you, you know, it it really comes down to that, that self kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it always comes back to when we were saying, you said something, I think you said the word primal earlier. Yeah. Women want to be with a man who has qualities that show that he can help with providing yes every single attractive quality from a man that a woman sees relates to his ability to provide and then on the on the man's side he's attracted to he's attracted to signs or qualities of a woman that can help with with having a healthy baby. I'm trying to saying this all and trying to make it as dumbed down as possible. <laughs> as caveman as possible. Yeah. Cause yeah. obviously I didn't come up with that. I've studied and, and read a lot of books on evolutionary psychology and oh, scientific totally. studies that have been done and, and just tons of research that have shown that this is how people are getting together. At least we'll say heterosexual men and women specifically, but it's so interesting. You got to read the book if you haven't read it yet. And anyone else out there, it's called evolution of desire. Oh, cool. And, and it talks about some of these things, but then it also talks about gay relationships. So lesbian and, uh, and gay men and how there, there's still some interesting primal things that are happening within those types of relationships that are similar to heterosexual relationships. Like they're not too much different mm. anyway. Um, so so I use a, a lot of the the um, science and research in that field to help explain to men how they can be attractive to women. What's really cool is if you don't, if you haven't read the book or you don't understand any of this stuff, you can immediately take away like, oh, so a man has to be rich, right? That's kind of the first thing that kind of comes to mind. Right. It's like, oh, okay, so his ability to provide, so that means he has to be rich, and yeah, that is part of it. Like, yes, he he does actually have to have the financial means. Like, w- women are not going to be attracted to a guy, like I said earlier, who's sitting at home in their parents' basement who can't help create and provide for a family. But also what's cool is, you know, because you might think, look, well, people are getting together in their 20s. 
and people aren't generally rich when they're in their 20s. So how is that happening? Well, it's because women will be attracted to a man's qualities that are that can be interpreted as he will eventually be able to have those kinds of resources. So for example, uh, some of these things talked about in that book are the things we've said here, confidence. Another one is really good social skills, right? Because mm-hmm. someone who can who can socialize and network and be part of other people, have access to other people, which help with survival and have access to more resources. Um, what are the things? Um, leadership qualities, like we mentioned before, right? That There's a reason for that. And, and that's one of the reasons why you can even go the in the opposite direction. And you can say, well, that's one of the reasons why men aren't generally attracted to a woman who has a leader leadership qualities. You know, it's great that maybe women have that because it helps them get ahead in their career in their workplace, but that's not what will make a man attractive, uh, attracted. Another thing with that um, is, you know, because I know you have a lot of female listeners and it's really important for them to know is generally speaking, their careers and their accolades are not attractive to men. It's not that they're unattractive either. They're just kind of neutral. Like a man is not going to be so into a woman because let's say she, you know, I don't know, went to a really good college, went to Harvard or something like that. Thank you for saying that. I've said that so many times, but coming from you working with men and being a man, like I really want yes. you to hear this if you're a woman. Yeah. And, and listen, actually, I'll tell you a quick story. I was talking to my friend about this and he disagreed, right? As a man, he said, mm-hmm. he said, mm, I don't know about that. Like, I'm really attracted to a woman who's like super smart and who, you know, who I know can help financially and stuff like that. I said, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I, I'm sure, you know what I mean? Like, I, I would also be attracted a little bit more to a woman who, oh, she's like super smart. She you know, went to a really good school, all these things like that. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. But I explained to him, and he finally agreed with me after I'd, we kind of tested things out a little bit, that it's more the icing on the cake, not exactly. so much the cake itself. <laughs> That's yes. really getting mature. I said, okay. I said, yes. and listen, I'm going to be very blunt here, but this is just the reality and the truth. Yeah. I said, okay, um, let's put um, woman A mm-hmm. next to woman B. Mm-hmm. Let's say they, um, uh, woman A is a, is a waitress and woman B is a doctor. Okay. Now I said to him, let's take all the qualities, just picture your perfect woman, whatever you're attracted to. Okay. Let's say, um, all that that you're imagining right now is in woman a, the most beautiful woman to you in the world. And also like great qualities, like sweet and feminine and, um, you guys have things in common, all that stuff. Let's put her on category A. So again, we have woman A, waitress, super beautiful, fun to hang out with, great time. But she's not really adding much financially, is she? She's a waitress. You can only make so much as a waitress. Let's put person B. The doctor. Per- the doctor, okay. And um, she, she's not as physically attractive maybe she's like kind of sweet and things like that but like she's not as physically attractive in fact we'll even put her like you know 
several points lower than person A, but she's a doctor. She makes 10x the amount that a waitress makes. Who are you going for? He's going for person A. So that was my little science experiment, so to speak, my little (laughs) lame experiment to kind of show like, look what really mattered to you. This was more important to you. Where I would say most women would probably just go for person B, assuming person B isn't a piece of shit. Okay. That, that wasn't part of it. Yeah. Cause right, right. They, they, that they probably wouldn't want to go with that person, but they, a waiter versus a doctor, the doctor's not as physically attractive. I don't know. What would you go for? Well, right. And, and I just want to highlight it. And cause I have a theory about this, you know, I, I feel like we're all visual beings when it comes to attraction. And what we're talking about is the initial hit right? Like that first state of impression, you know, when you're, you're first like attracted to someone. Right. And I believe that we both are visual men and women, but we, we, we get attracted to something initially really fast. And with women, we'll look at a man and we'll be a little more forgiving in the way that he's right. Forget. We'll say, okay, he has a little belly. He's got a receding hairline. He's not dressed as well. However, he cares for himself. He's successful, right? And he looks like he has higher status. We will give him a chance. So we look at success. And then men look at a woman visually and determines whether he wants to have sex with her in that initial hit. So like sex versus success. And again, it goes kind of back to that primal thing, you know, and we can't get mad at each other. It's just what happens. And what I think we're talking about is pacing. And it's not that like, to your point, that a man doesn't enjoy an intellectual woman, like that is the icing on the cake, but it's the way we progress in getting to know one another. Cause we yeah. all want all of that stuff. Right. And so attraction changes over time when you have an emotional connection too. And we, we, you know, yeah. we know that. So no, I, Just, I love totally. this conversation. I, wait, I, so I have along those lines with the women thing, are there certain things that we can do as women to make it easier for you men. Um, and what, and where, when, well, when it comes to, you know, that attraction piece, that initial thing, yeah. like, you know, like, cause I, we have our piece. I'm going to take responsibility for us. As yeah. Species. Well, I, I'll <laughs> say this. I want to try to be more realistic and practical. You know, I can give a tip like, you know, you know, approach more guys or something, but I don't know. I don't, I just don't see that happening. Right. But I'll say this much. You know, a lot of women are online dating now. I mean, Mm -hmm. all of us are really, but a lot of women are um, discriminating way too hard on the dating apps and they're not allowing themselves to meet guys that they would actually like. It's funny because like I, I say that to women sometimes and they go, so you're telling me I need to lower my standards? Da, da, da. Oh, God. I'm, I'm saying, no, you don't have to lower your standards. I'm actually saying you're going to find some really great guys who are not in the what we call the top 20% on the dating apps, right? So it's like filtering for guys who are over six feet, guys who only have really high paying, super high paying, not just like generally like super high paying jobs. Uh, you know, they're filtering really, really hard. They're not allowing themselves to actually meet great guys who might be five, nine, 
who also maybe doesn't make $300,000 a year, but maybe makes like $80,000 per year. And here's the thing. I'm also not telling women to have or to lower their standards at all. But women also have to be re, re um they have to be realistic in terms of what they might be able to attract. So a lot of women are now single into their later years because they are trying to be with men who are in the top 20th percentile. And those men aren't necessarily attracted to those women. So they might not even have the opportunity to get them. It's like, we'll say like a guy who's 23 years old, he doesn't really have many options in the sexual marketplace because not a lot of women want a 23-year-old guy. He's just not there. Maturity level, financially, probably hasn't really like come into himself yet. You know, so you have to be realistic about what you can get, but also at the same time, you can still get really great guys. They just not might be, they might not have all the qualities that a woman will be looking for, like those 15 qualities or 20 qualities. So my advice to women is to, if you're, if you are someone who's having a hard time dating, if you're not attracting the kind of guys you want, Mm -hmm. maybe because you're going for the wrong guys and you'd find there's a, there's a funny saying going around the internet. Women say, I don't get it. We're all the great men. And then the answer is, you put them in the friend zone. <laughs> Where do we go to find those guys in the friend zone? Some island somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I can so back up what you're saying because I see this in real time. Like I've actually tested this out in my workshops where I'll put a picture of a woman or a man from a real account in Bumble, right? And just show one picture. And if they could throw tomatoes at the screen, they would be, no way, I would never date that guy. And then I show another picture of the same guy. He's dressed better, has a little bit different stature of like what his qualities are. And they all back down. And they all, oh, no, I would totally date. I would totally swipe right, you know? And so I think you're right. Like we, women also have, a lot of women have been hurt. And, and so they're trying to protect themselves and they see one little trigger and they'll like swipe left. And I think a lot of us are in fear, you know, and, and I think there's maybe to put a button on it is there needs to be more of an openness, I think, with both sexes and giving each other chances. We both have responsibility and approachability and likeness and, and attract attractiveness. Um, Trip, I could do this all day long with you, but I know I'm like looking at the clock. I'm like, how did we get here? Of course we got here because it's you and I. Um, is there anything like you want to just like words of wisdom that you want to part with and also let everyone know how to find you? Yeah, totally. Uh, for the gentlemen who are listening, if any of this resonated with you and you're ready to take a big leap into finding a amazing girlfriend and if you're not ready for a girlfriend, at least getting 5x more dates than you're getting right now, you can go to tripadvicecoaching.com and we can chat and we can help you and get you into a coaching program. If that's a big jump for you, you're not sure if you're ready, you're like, I don't know this trip guy that well, this is good, but I'm curious to hear more. Uh, just check me out. I'm on all social media platforms. So if you're listening to this on a podcast, 
you can check out my podcast. It's called How to Talk to Girls. If you're watching this on YouTube or any other social media, just type in Trip Advice and you can find me there. He's everywhere. Any like I'm last everywhere. words? Of- <laughs> and then last words are wisdom. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's it, I think if anyone's having a hard time dating, this is going to be pretty obvious, but I don't think people, I just want to hit maybe some of the stubborn people out there, men, yeah. women, and everything in between. If you're having problems with dating, something has to change. Mm. So stop waiting for something to change outside of you. Start changing something within yourself, whatever that needs to be, whether it's the way that you're finding men or finding women, whether it's the way that you're attracting men or women, or whether it's the way you are feeling about yourself. So uh, make a change and and keep making changes because in life there's a lot of dead ends and people usually give up when there's too many, but you just got to keep going if you want to have a, a great dating life and great life in general. Beautiful. Of course. Trip, thank you so much. I'm so glad we did this. Thank you. Really? I'm so glad. Thank you for finally having me. I loved it. It was awesome. And thanks you joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you're struggling with all of this stuff that we're talking about, your sexy confidence, attracting dates, hop on a call with Trip, hop on a call with me. I mean, there's, there's a ton of help you can get. It takes a village. I always say that. And we can strategize ways of mapping out a plan to do that. Just click the link you see in the show notes for my calendar if you want to book a call with me too. And who knows that one call, no matter who you talk to, could change the entire course of your life. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. <music>